Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Okay, hey everybody, I want to welcome you to this episode of Bible News Radio. You know what, I was just thinking about something. I was thinking about our opening scripture there, Ephesians 5.11, which says to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. And you know what, that's actually what we're going to do today. That's why we don't have any music or anything, and and this is not an upbeat, this isn't going to be a, a fluffy cotton candy type show. Yeah, you know, bubble gum. That's what I, that's what I want to say. A bubble gum type show, you know, where people give you bubble gum, you chew it, it's sweet, blah blah blah. Because you know what, the topic that we're talking about is anything but sweet. I don't know. Have, do you hear that static? You guys hearing static, or is it just me? It might be me. I hear it. You do. Bareface hears it. Okay. Anyway, so uh, you guys are coming in. Uh, I just want to welcome you all there. Um, I really need to get an Arcom mount. And put it up here so I can just look at you directly. But anyway, in the meantime, let me just say hi to everybody. Thank you guys for sh- sharing this out. Our topic today is we're going to be talking about the London attacks and actually what Islam is, what the plan is. And I have to tell you that in my research, I'm very disturbed. You know, yesterday I came on the show and I said, you know what? I know you don't want to hear this, but. Islam and the devil want you dead. Just so you know, if you're a Christian, they definitely want you dead. And I know that Christian persecution isn't an uplifting topic in the sense of like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get persecuted as a Christian. It's a serious issue. And, you know, over the weekend, one of my friends who used to be a host over at Moody Radio uh, was uh, venting on her Facebook page about the very fact that that very few pastors actually talk about Christian persecution. And she wanted to know, she laid out the question, how many people, you know, how many people, uh, how many of your pastors actually talk about that? And I would actually like to, um, you know, hear that myself. If you guys put a one and you can let me know if your pastor actually talks about Christian persecution, do they? Because I can tell you when I wrote the voice of the martyrs persecution blog, it was like pulling teeth to get Christians to even sign a petition you know, to help somebody in prison for their faith. I mean, seriously, a couple hundred thousand people on a Facebook page, five people sign a petition. And I'm not being trying, I'm not being facetious. I'm being serious. I mean, that's, that's basically the, the amount of, uh, you know, interaction that there was. So now we live in a society where London and all over the world has been attacked by Islam and, um, and the media covers it up. They lie about it. Our previous administration, who I still believe was a Muslim uh, in, in the White House, um, basically was trying to tell us, you know what? Islam is a religion of peace. And yet, is it a coincidence that every single time there's a terrorist attack, the religion of peace is behind it? I don't know. Call, that, call me nuts for actually saying that. But, but it's, it's kind of ridiculous to think that people are so stupid as to believe what the liberal media says. And yet at the same time, I was reading in John chapter 10 this morning, 
and doing some study on sheep. And as you guys know, I was, I told you yesterday, <laughs> I'm studying Psalm 23 this month. Um, you know, and sheep are stupid. Just so you know, there's the dumbest, stupidest animal out there that God created. And, you know, he made a, he gave a, he gave, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, right? Shepherds have hard jobs because sheep are idiots. Just saying. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I'm not quite sure that I really want to be equated as a sheep to anything. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather be, you know, uh, a wise animal, you know, like an owl. Not that they're really wise. Who knows? But you know what I'm saying. Anyway, sheep are stupid. So <clears throat> anyway, so that's in part why we exist, just so you know. And um, so today, my guest is uh, Kamal Salim. We had him on back in May, and he's back here again, and he'll be on in just a minute. First, I want to let you know, though, that uh, we got to thank our sponsors, Ariel Ministries. Uh, you guys know that they have, uh, have been sponsoring us close to a year now. And uh, if you go to Bible, if you go to Ariel.org, you can use the coupon code Bible News and save 20%. I'm really happy to let you know that the Life of the Messiah Volume 3 is now available. Um, those of you guys know that we've already talked about volumes one and two, but if you got vo- volumes one and two, now you got to get volume three. There you go. Because <laughs> the life of the Messiah is more than fits in more than two books. It actually fits in three books. That was kind of a joke, just so you know. But anyway, this is the series. Actually, get that. four. This yeah. is third in the series of four. Uh, well, four will be coming out soon. Um, and also, I... Uh, want to let you know, well, I want to thank our uh, sponsor, Pray in Jesus' Name, P-I-J-N News. Uh, Dr. Gordon James Klingenschmidt is our uh, our friend. He will actually be our guest at the end of the month. You'll get to see him live and in person. He does. We actually uh, air his show on Saturday and Sunday here on our podcast channel. And you can go to PrayInJesusName.org and sign up for his email. And also you can fax Congress and tell them exactly what you think by going to faxcongress.com and they will actually fax it for free. So there. All right. The other thing I got to tell you is yesterday I told you about the prayerful planner. Those of you who have not yet used the coupon code Bible news for a prayerful planner. uh, I did talk to Jennifer yesterday And we are extending the use of that coupon through the end of June. So if you haven't gotten your prayerful planner yet, go to prayerfulplanner.com and you can use the coupon code Bible news and save 15% when you do that. In case you haven't figured out, I like the coupon code Bible news, just so you know, because it kind of fits with our show. I thought about having it say Stacy is awesome, but I don't think anybody would remember that unless they're playing against me on the pickleball court when I beat them, just so you know. All right. Anyway, uh, also I want to thank our pillars of the community. Uh, those are, those are you guys who give us at least $25 a month and, and feed me and Bearface for all the hard work we do for you. Um, but anyway, if you're not yet a pillar of the community, I want you to become one, please go to biblenewsradio.com forward slash give and give us at least $25 a month. <laughs> And then I'll put you in a Facebook group. And I also want to let you know that we actually have um, some behind-the-scenes video and interviews we do with our guests, as well as uh, some special events that we're planning just for our pillars of the community. So if you guys want to join us in that, then please, by all means, please do, because the more I can get into my little club, the better. I'm all about leading people into the light, just so you know. All right. Okay. 
So let's put up our verse of the day. I'm going to tell you why I picked this verse of the day. I picked this verse because in uh, Proverbs 11:24 it says here, a nation falls through a lack of guidance, but victory comes through the counsel of many. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Western civilization is hanging in the balance right now. And if you have idiotic, stupid people giving, giving like bad advice and idiotic, ungodly advice, guess what, people? Your nation's going to fall. But victory will come through the counsel of many. And so that's why we have people like uh, Kamal on our show, because he actually knows Islam inside and out. Um, if you might recall, last time we talked to him, uh, he shared his testimony about how he was trained as a youngster, you know, uh, to to basically become a jihadist, an Islamic um, uh, Muslim jihadist. And anyway, through a series of events, he came to America to destroy us from within, which is actually part of the playbook of the Muslim Brotherhood, by the way, just so you know. And anyway, he ended up having an accident. And then as God and his sense of humor would do, he gave him a couple of Christian doctors to help him. And then he had this vision and encounter with the Lord himself. And next thing you know, here he is on Bible news radio. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Kamal, welcome back to the show. I'm, I'm glad you're here and thank you for putting up with me being a little bit grumpy before the show. I appreciate it. Stacy, you know, it's pleasure being with you. Thank you for what you do for the kingdom of God and how you really bring hope and light our culture. God bless you for what you do. Well, thanks. You know what? I appreciate that. And I don't know that, uh, you know, I've had people tell me that, that I'm brave and courageous and stuff. And I guess when you are called to do something like this, you know, you just, you don't think that, but, but when I stop and think about the, the bubblegum garbage that comes out of a lot of Christian media and they don't talk about this issue, I get kind of irritated just so you know, and I'm sure you do. <laughs> Well, uh, the, the problem is we're living with, uh, you know, in a culture today that is politically uh, correct and uh, it's trying to please the world instead of pleasing the word. Uh, and uh, we are dealing today with, uh, con- you know, everything is confused. You know, light is darkness, darkness is light. And the people are not being told the truth and uh, purposely, you know, we are walking in a time where we need to make the truth, uh, the truth plain, you know, and... Uh, and your word, what you opened earlier, you know, that we are sheep, you know, uh, we are sheep. That's the word God says to be wise as serpent and innocent as dove. This is the word of God. And we, I believe time is now to try on the other suit. Oh, that's a, you know what? You're right. I never even thought of it that way, but you're right. To be wise as a serpent and to be innocent as a dove. Of course, I've never actually, you know, studied serpents and how wise they are, but I consider them crafty, which, you know, which let me ask you something. Because we're told to be that way, why do you think that we're never taught to be that way as sheep? Uh, because, you know, many people are sheep, you know, uh, you know, and the majority of people, they believe, you know, if this is God thing, then it's God thing. He will make it happen. And that's the lie, you know, and what we really need to do is to step out there because a serpent is a seeker. You know, and uh, you know, a dove is also rest only in peaceful places. Hmm. So we need to study the attributes. And so the emphasis on many churches, you know, today, the pastor statistically shows up. You know, only they spend twelve percent, ten to twelve percent in prayers, 
and their message is only it's a playbook message, the majority of them. And so therefore, they don't have much to give to the people, and they're afraid to lose the people if they are political, uh, politically cor- uh, incorrect. Mm-hmm. So therefore, what happened is uh, we turned to dumb sheep. Yeah, that is so sad. I mean, I know Bareface. I'm trying to look at the camera. Just so you people know, he's down here. It's not polite not to look at your guest, but he knows that I'm trying to look over there. All right. So, all right. So let's just jump into the, the thing. I, first thing I want you to do, if you don't mind, is just get, if, in case we have somebody new watching who, who doesn't know you, can you please give us your background again and, and sure. explain why you are, why you're, you're an expert on Islam because you used to be a Muslim. So um, yeah. tell people a little bit about your story and, and your website so they can go there while, while we're talking. Well, our website, it's Koum, K-O-O-M-E, ministries, no spaces, uh, that's plural, dot com. And, uh, but here's the thing, you know, uh, the difference between me and many people who speak on this subject matter, they study the subject matter. I was the subject matter. So uh, uh, I came from among them. I lived among them. I was sent here. I was commissioned to come to the United States of America to make the difference, you know, in your culture. I was uh, raised in Beirut, Lebanon, uh, the Muslim Sunni family, 14 brothers and sisters. Uh, We were poor, we're ultra poor, but we have the love of Allah, and we had understanding of Islamism. What is Islamism today? People ask the question, is it, you know, is the truth, you know, moderate Muslims are true Muslims? No, on a country, it's incorrect, because true Muslims are the radical Muslims. That is true Islam. You know, and so therefore, if Muhammad, the Prophet of Islam, did it, then it is acceptable for all Muslims to do it. So in, in the teaching, Quranic teaching, uh, if the Muslims do not, uh, you know, become moderate, then it is the radical is to bring them in and, and make them, you know, more radical, meaning that you either die or you become radical like us. So therefore, what happened is when you see Muslims start going attending mosques, Going engage in Allah, the Quran, the Hadith, the Sira, you'll find out that these people become radical by the second because uh, that's the commandment. Uh, these, you know, commandment by Allah and Muhammad Islam. Uh, my story is uh, I was uh, recruited at the age of uh, seven in a mosque, a neighborhood mosque, and from there, uh, you know, by a special group called the Muslim Brotherhood, which is today they are paid in America and they are the forefront. Uh, you know, terrorist group in America. And uh, they are mentioned in the Holy Land Foundation trial, if you want to know who they are. But the, the second part is we joined the PLO to be equipped for such time as this because the Quran is not only a methodology to be a Muslim, but it is a radical Islam, which is the gun or the sword at that time. So therefore, those two elements what create Islam. Islam is created from two components, the majority of two components, 14% is uh, religion, and the rest of it, it's a government, it's political Islam, so which is uh, uh, invasion, military, you know, judicial, civic. So therefore, when we deal with the 14%, you invite the rest, and that's where the mind, Western mind and the Middle Eastern mind differs, the mind of Muslims and the mind of Westerns. And as American, unfortunately, the majority of us, we think like Americans about the Muslims. We have not thought about how they think, where they come from, what, what is, you know, what they're commended, what, what is this ability uh, that, that, that causes
caused them to be who they are today. So we need to look at all those attributes. But the, the, the last part is, uh, is, you know, it was by the grace of God I was saved here in the United States of America when I got a car wreck, which as you mentioned earlier. And this is what I do, what I do when I found who is the true living God, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach. I came to understand that he is the living God and he's the only God that he loves and care about his creation while the other gods want his people to be dead for him and he wants them dead in order to please him. So I, we launched Kuhn Ministries uh, uh, 13 years ago and Kuhn meaning arise and it, it is to arise America and Western Hemisphere to the radical Islam and educate them about really how to reach the Muslims. All right. So everybody hear that? So if we were, if I was a lawyer, let's say, let's, let's say I, I pretended to be a lawyer, then this would be my first witness. <laughs> and, and, you know, in order to say, Hey, you know what? Okay. I got a guy who was there, been there, done that. And, you know, but don't miss this people. Let me encourage you. Cause that's part of the reason I exist to encourage some of you to annoy others of you. But anyway, um, he said the one true living God, that's Yeshua. Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Now, this is a guy that knows that for real, not just playing church, but actually encountered that. And um, we know if you know anything about what's going on right now in the end of days, which we're currently in, in case you didn't know, the yes. Lord's been showing himself to the Muslims uh, in in spades. I mean, like, hello, all, you can turn around and boom, there's another Muslim that had an encounter with Christ and became a Christian, which I think is ex- Extremely, very awesome and cool, um, especially because of my other conversations, like with Nani Darwish and, and others who, you know, have also come out of that too and are, are trying to expose the truth. So uh, I, I got a question for you from this, this London attack thing. My friend Vicky actually asked me this, asked me to ask you this question. Uh, there's an article over on Fox News. It's titled Third London Attacker Named as Imams Refused to Perform Funeral Rites. And uh, basically, um, it, it says here, the, the news comes as more than 130 Muslim religious leaders were refusing to say funeral prayers for any members of the ISIS cell. And Vicky wants to know, why is this such a big deal? Because it's being purported that they're not doing it kind of as a, as a way to agree that they think it was wrong, <laughs> the attacks. But I'm not sure I necessarily, I don't, I don't agree with that. So can you weigh in on that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We, we need to understand, uh, you know, read my book, The Blood Lambs. Uh, the Blood of Flames, it, it shows you the mind of terrorists, the heart of terrorists, and why terrorists in, in, in the United States of America. But, uh, you know, or in the Western civilization. But when we look at the, uh, these attackers and what they did, they fulfilled the purpose of Allah. And they did exactly what they're commended by, you know, Quran, Hadith, and Sirah, which is Sharia. And when we see, you know, the Muslim Imam saying, this is not us, and they protest in this and refusing to pray for them, this is what, kill, well, what is killing the, uh, the, uh, the uh, you know, the Western civilization, because now we're looking at these people as they are our friends, but yet they are the ones who are preaching. Statistics shows 98% of mosques teach radical Islam, which is uh, jihad and what so have you. So therefore, these imams that they refuse, they are only refusing, you know, according to the uh, al-Faqiyah, uh, al-Muruna, 
and Al-Kitman. These are three doctrines in Islam. They are made specifically to lie and to deceive your enemy because Muhammad says, Al-Harb al-Khada, war is a deception. So therefore, these imams are lying to saying specifically, these are not of ours, you know, and uh, we are not going to pray for them, we're not going to bury them, but in the meantime, they are celebrating what they do. And statistics shows in Al Jazeera today, people are celebrating all over the Muslim world, specifically in the Western Hemisphere, about what took place in London and this morning in France. And, you know, and uh, the, the bridge, you know, yesterday, I mean, uh, all of it is happening in the month of Ramadan. And when you talk about this, why Ramadan is causing this uprising. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me go ahead and repeat what you just said. Ninety-eight percent of mosques uh, actually teach radical Islam. Correct. Ninety-eight. Okay. So where's the other two percent? Those like fake little mosques, or they're not teaching it, or? No, uh, because there there is a group called Ahmadi. The Ahmadi don't believe in terrorism, you know. So, but they believe in Islam. They believe in the Quran. Uh, there are a different group. They're called sect, Islamic sect. And these by Islam must be destroyed because they are not true Muslims, because they're really way away from Sirat al-Mustaqim, which is the Islamic uh, straight and narrow path. So therefore, when we look at this, uh, the statistics that I just quoted, it's from the FBI. The FBI said this. This is not what Kamal said, you know, and, and, and so therefore, when we look at all this, we see today we are in trouble. Okay. So 98% of mosques as cited by the FBI, actually teach radical Islam, which basically wants to come and kill anybody who's an infidel, which would be me and you, right? That's right. Okay. So our idiot media, though, isn't covering any of that. They're just like like hitting the snooze button and going, ah, Islam is a religion of peace. Yes. Okay. Well, the media today is part of the ISM movement. And what I talk about ISM, S-I-S-M, it is the, the fascism, the Islamism, radicalism, globalism, uh, secularism, liberalism, uh, Nazism, uh, you know, uh, all of it, you know, socialism, all of them are, they have the same philosophy, is to control the masses and, and, and re-change uh, re the culture. So when we see media, media is by, by choice today, are doing what they do. When we look at the seven spheres influences that America has. One of them is media and art and entertainment. And when we find who's in charge of those, we see today that the Saudi prince, uh, Ben Talal, Ben Abdelaziz, he is one of the person who is, uh, you know, reaching out and he is purchasing, you know, American Western media, you know, from ABC, NBC, CNN, you know, all of them, SMN, uh, MSM, you know, so when we see the prince call those stations and tell them exactly if he's upset with anything. So therefore, they danced to the music of globalism, Islamism, and socialism. So the, the media today is the, the spearhead of coup, of the coup that's taking place in the United States of America. And purposely, you know, yesterday, the CNN was found how they are trying to lie and how they put things together to fake the media, to make it look really, you know, horrible, you know, like, and, and really uh, standardize it as, you know, it's ugly on our side. But, but then we look at the source and we look at the communists of Europe and we look at the Islamists. They are funding the media in America specifically to go 
at war with American conservatives, specifically Judaism and Christianity, and our president. All right. Okay. So I know nobody likes to hear this, but hello, this is Bible News Radio. All right. So let me let me. Um, okay. So I, I'm I got so many things to say. Okay. So. I uncovered this document, and anybody listening on uh, Periscope or Blog Talk, you can go over to my Twitter feed, and you can see I tweeted this out. There, there's actually a website called shariathethreat.org, uh, and there's a book. It's actually called Sharia the Threat to America, an Exercise in Com- uh, Competitive Analysis uh, Report of a Team. I can't read the rest. Can I? <laughs> The exactly. Team B2 Report, which is it's one of our best books out there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know about this book. Okay. So basically what this book is, everybody, is it's basically printed here on this website. It gives 14 uh, chapters on what Sharia is and all this other stuff. And I, I actually found this, Kamal, because I was, uh, I don't even remember how, but anyway, I found this other article that basically said that Islam is now in the fifth step of actually overtaking America. It's my understanding uh, based on other information I've read years ago that they want to conquer America by 2020. Correct. That's like three years from now, or it's under three years from now. So, um, so can you talk to that? Can you explain, explain yes. that? Cause uh, the, the book that uh, you just talked about and we refer to it as the B2 report. And uh, that is one of my favorite books. It's done by Frank Gaffney and General Jerry Boykin, and also done by a multitude of, uh, you know, uh, professional people who fought, you know, uh, from generals, you know, fought Islamism all uh, throughout time. And uh, you can find it on my website, kuhnministries.com, because we believe in that. And we sell it cheaper than anyone else, specifically to educate the people on this. And there's another book you need to read. It's called, uh, you know, The Star-Spangled Sharia. The Star-Spangled Sharia, it's a book also about the Islamic constitution to replace the American constitution. Uh, The party has been birthed and put together for such time as this to cause uh, this this nightmare. And we educate the American culture with those two books. Our website is K-O-O-M-E, next word, no spaces, ministries, plural, dot com. And uh, so when you go there, you'll find those two books. We'll be glad to sign up for you as well. But uh, ultimately, uh, you know, the, the Muslim want to destroy America by 2020. And the unfortunate thing is, uh, you know, it worked for them because under uh, Barack Hussein Obama, who is uh, he, he's an Islamist. He's not just a Muslim, but he's an Islamist. He was Islamist radical. And, uh, you know, he helped advancing Islamization of the world by the American taxpayers. It's all over. I wish I have two, three hours to speak on this alone. But the more than that, it is uh, the only thing that stopped them from reaching America by 2020 is uh, our new chief, uh, President uh, Trump. You know, President Trump has really changed everything. The unfortunate thing, the Muslim Brotherhood still exists in America. And uh, their agenda aggressively was what was accelerating to move to the forefront. And what stopped this, it is what we see today. It's called Al-Hujra. Al-Hujra is what took place in the month of Ramadan, which is, you know, where Islam went from peaceful to radical. This is where, you know, uh, you know the Muslim 
they became so radical because when they went to Medina, from Mecca to Medina, and they were uh, peaceful at that time, and when they started uh, inhabiting the place, little by little, they took over the place, and they, uh, they populated the place, and they brought the place to subjugation. This is their holiest time of the year in the world of Islam, and this is the revelation where Muhammad received the Quran and many other things. But in, in, in this, what happened, Allah changed his mind in a doctrine called uh, the abrogation. And when he changed his mind, he said, I have changed my mind what I've given you before, which is the peaceful part. I'm replacing it by what is radical today. And so therefore, when we see the Muslim today, that the only way they can invade a nation is to shift into a nation and become part of that civilization. It's the Trojan forces to destroy it from within. And this today we refer to as refuge cities. And the emphasis today, when we talk against refuge cities, we see the, uh, the liberal today are very upset because all of a sudden the Hispanic people are not being shared. We say, they're saying this is against Islam. And so therefore, if this is against Islam, how did you know this? We didn't say that. You said this. So because it is the ideology to populate America and bring multitude of, uh, uh, you know, of, of um, radical Muslims and by turn they take over the United States of America because the name of the game is percentage. It's as they increase from uh, 2% to 10%, the culture will change. And a perfect example for this, look at uh, France, look at Sweden, look at all those places. As the Muslims accelerate in numbers, what happened is so the culture is changing. Because they're populating at the rate, you know, uh, birthing rate it is the least of them bringing five and six and seven and eight, you know. And, and, and uh, just recently, I, I spoke about this imam who married four women because when you allow Sharia in a culture, now you're allowing this, uh, any Muslim to marry four women. And now when you're marrying four women, you're having 28 children. You're having 30 children because they're laying eggs every uh, you know, uh, you know, every year, and that in itself, what happened is an infiltration to our culture from within. Wow. Well, I can tell you that there's a couple of uh, people who are claiming that you are reporting fake news just now. Just so you know, <laughs> and I block them because. Uh, well, they they can say all they want to say, but there are millions like me out there talking about this, and those who are fighting on the fake news. They are trying to block the truth so we will not wake up America before it's too late. Yeah. Okay. So then that leads to my other question, which is, okay, we're, we're, in, we're in Ramadan still, right? I'm trying to remember. Right. Okay. The Ramadan just started. It started on May 27th and will okay. finish on the 28th or the 29th of this new month. Okay. So in my recollection, when I was uh, uh, writing the VOM persecution blog, um, I always noted that in the high holiest month of Ramadan here, uh, which, by the way, have you guys noticed? This is just an aside, but have you noticed that President Donald Trump hasn't declared June Gay Pride Month yet? Just so you know, there's a difference. But back to this point. The point here is that um, I noticed during Ramadan that Christian persecution increased, you know, um, and, you know, people were having their heads cut off, thrown in jail murdered, you know, churches burned down, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And um, for those of us who don't really understand Ramadan so much, can you explain it a little bit 
to us. Yes. And why yes. why why the Christian persecution has increased also, just because I want people to know. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I need to tell a story about a man. His name was Omar Mateen. Omar okay. Mateen, he was 29 years old. Uh, during the Ramadan, he attacked, you know, a homosexual club that he used to attend, that he used to have relationship with other men over there, and killed 50 people and uh, injured at least, you know, uh, 53. You know, and uh, so therefore he, he was calling and pledging to ISIS and what so have you. So you go like, what possessed him to do something like this? You see, the month of Ramadan is the holy, the holy month of Islam. And, and, and so therefore, when the Muslims are fasting and praying, this is when they are sanctified more than any time in history of Islam, you know, in, in the whole year, meaning to say, in a whole year. So therefore, the Muslims are the, at their holiest time. And they are uh, celebrating, you know, uh, you know, Islam at that time because they're fasting, they're abstaining from lying, they're abstaining from, uh, you know, uh, uh, drinking alcohol, they're abstaining from uh, sleeping around, they're abstaining from all, you know, uh, iniquities. So what happened, they are at their holiest time. And so when they die at that time of the month, what happened, there's a promises that they will go to heaven. You know, they go to paradise. Really, Islam speak about paradise instead of heaven. And so, therefore, uh, when we look at all this, we see that the Muslim attack increased the month of Ramadan because these men hope that they will make it to heaven because that is the time to, to kill and be killed at that time. Even though, and when you die in, uh, when you die in, you know, in a radical attack like martyrism, what happened is. Uh, all your sins are forgiven. Allah will, you know, blot out all your sins, and now you can go to paradise and you get 72 version. And with every version, you get 72 version. So when we see all this, we see in the month of Ramadan, the last 10 days in the month of Ramadan, that's the night of power. That's that's when they really start seeking the night of flight, which is where Muhammad encountered the angel of, uh, you know, uh, of flight, you know, over there. And, uh, and the possession of, uh, of Islam. And so therefore what happened is from there they accelerate because if this is what Muhammad did, if this is what Allah commanded, then what happened, it is permitted to all Islam. So if the, if the surah, the book in the Quran, Al-Fatiha, which is the opening, it, you know, it, it's, it's read more than anything else daily by the Muslims. But it finishes, you know, it says, you know, Allah will bless all except the Jews and the Christian, meaning the accursed one and the one who forsaken the way, which is the Christians, you know, and, and the Jews. And so therefore they declare this declaration. So therefore what happened is uh, this is part of the acceleration in the last days. But then the most, one of the most important things, the uh, great commission of Islam, Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, he said, inni umartu an uqatil I have been commanded by Allah to war and fight against all the people of the world until everyone comes to say there's no God but Allah, Muhammad is prophet. That is the great commission. And he said, when they do not concede to you, when we do not submit to you, then you have the right to their women, to their children, to their finances, to their lands, to their homes, to their government, everything they own, it is your inheritance. So the, the invasion of the Islamic invasion, what we're seeing them now loose upon Europe, 
and loosed upon the earth. All this is, is mentioned in the, in the book of Daniel, in the book of Isaiah, in the book of Ezekiel, in the book of Revelation. We, we need to see where Islam is and how God referred to it. But when we see all this, it, it's happening for such time. The book of Habakkuk 1 will speak about this, that God gave them a small time to fulfill this because that's the fulfillment of the age, age of Gentile before the Spirit of God moves and, and resides over Israel all over again. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how many of you out there just heard what I heard, but that was that's amazing. You know what, Kamal, I had never actually heard what you just said. I mean, I knew some of it, but not quite the way. I didn't understand um, I didn't understand that when uh, a jihadist actually uh, took his life during Ramadan, or any time for that matter, but in particular during Ramadan, that he was abstaining from basically the lust of the flesh. And in, in essence, if I heard you correctly, offering himself as a kind of a pure sacrifice yes. with the hope of getting into paradise. So, I, I, you know, I always find it interesting that, that the devil tries to counterfeit God in, in weird, warped ways. <laughs> you That's know what right. I mean? Um, but that makes so much. Okay, so that explains a lot to me because I had never, never heard that before. Um, put that way to where I could even, even me can understand it, you know. Well, the opposite polar of the truth is uh, is the lie of the enemy, and and right. that is, you know, when our Creator, God of heaven and earth, when He created us in His image, and He loved us in conditional love, and He sent His only begotten Son to represent Him and to bring about everything that was stolen from us as humanity, then. He abolishes the law in a way. He said, now there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit is life in Christ Jesus that set me free from the law of sin and death. So therefore what happened, he brings the law of the Spirit, which is life in Christ. And so therefore what happened is uh, Islam comes after Christianity and reestablishes the law. And so uh, after it's been abolished by God himself and redeemed, our inheritance that was stolen from Adam, you know, in the garden at that time. So therefore what happened, we see the, we see the Islamists today that the only way you can please Allah is the only way guaranteed that you go to paradise. The only way is by offering yourself as a sacrifice. You know, because this is where the Quran says, by Allah, he said, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ Meaning those who died for, for the sake of Allah in martyrism, they are alive and prospering before the throne of God. And these are the forgiven ones. And Muhammad talks about a multitude of time in the hadith of Bukhari and Muslims. So uh, when we see this month of Ramadan, it's an opportunity for Muslims to offer their life as sacrifice. As we saw, one of the, uh, the guys, he once had a barbecue the day before. He said his farewell to his people, to his family, to his wife. His wife is having a child. But he was about to celebrate his going to heaven, you know, and I'm going like, so he really uh, just celebrated. He threw a party and then he started killing people. It's the opposite polar of the truth. What is the truth? Is true love. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Love your enemy. Pray for those who hate you and bless those who spitefully use you. While the other one is to honor God and to love Allah, you know, with all your heart is to fulfill his purpose by killing his enemy. Yeah. Very, very dark. I mean, I remember after 9-11, uh, I was in grad school at the time and uh, 
earning my master's in clinical psychology. And one of the things that we, uh, we were actually um, uh, told to do was basically go in and talk about 9-11 and how it, how it impacted us. And to the person with the exception of me, all people could focus on was what was being taught in the media, which was basically a cover-up. I mean, let's just say it that way. Uh, and when it was my turn to speak, I remember sitting there in our in our little um, uh, break room where we had the meeting, and I said, "I could I could feel my heart start to beat, you know, it's like beating really loud in my chest." And I was like, "Okay, Lord, I'm in a Christian school, you know, you got to help me say what you want me to say." And I just I started to share the gospel, and I and I said, "You know what? The difference to me is the difference is that these guys are dying for a lie." And, and their God is asking them to blow themselves up for him, where my God actually died for me. And he was perfect and innocent. And I'll never forget this because even in California, I mean, California is liberal, but my, um, the director of the program came up to me afterwards and she gave me a hug and whispered in my ear because she couldn't say this out loud as the director. They're bound and even though this is a Christian school for crying out loud. But she whispered in my ear, thank you so much for saying the truth because I couldn't, you know, because she could get in trouble. And I'm like, are you serious? You know, and I'm, I'm just like, I was just hoping that there was somebody who, who needed the Lord that maybe would come to him as a result. So, yes. so what then? Okay, so I don't know how many people in the chat room are feeling like, okay, well, come on, what do we do? I mean, what do, crush, what do, what do Christians do in order to help um you know, push back the darkness. We got the media against us. We got we got pastors in the pews who are snoozing and not interested in learning about it or talking about it. They're hirelings, most of them. Um, and we we have, you know, we have a lack of courage in the body of Christ and stuff. So what do we do to help expose the truth, but also reach the Muslim who who we know is deceived? Yes. So uh, when we look at the media today, we see the, uh, the, the, the prophets of Baal all over the media. And uh, today, you, you see who they're supporting. They are supporting the Muslims, and they are supporting the Muslims, uh, you know, uh, all laws and bylaws, and standing, protecting refugee cities and the Muslims to come to the United States of America versus protecting the American people. They have chosen, you know, uh, the, the radicalism versus, you know, uh, uh, you know, America itself and the, and the safety of the United States of America. I mean, look, when we set down our borders and we did what we're doing right now, we don't have a terrorist attack here in the United States as what's happening in New York daily. But this is one thing. So today, you know, when we hear from media, do not listen to the media. The majority of the media, including a lot of Fox News, a lot of it, it's, it's, it's not real, you know, and they sensualize it, they change it, they try to play the beats of uh, globalism, uh, the drumbeat of globalism. But today we need to look at what God is saying. You know, does God love the Muslims? Yeah. Absolutely, he does. Because he created them in his image and he created them in the mother womb, uh, wonderfully and fearfully made. And, and we know for a fact that each person on earth has a purpose to fulfill. Uh, as our purpose today as a church is we need to fulfill the Great Commission because God is not calling us inside the church. He's calling us outside of the church. 
grow in my name. So we need to really understand this. And we need to understand that the church today is the, is the judges, the age of the judges, which is the last judge on earth was the prophet Samuel. And when we look at the, who are the church and how God is redeeming the United States of America and how the glory of God it came upon the United States of America, I would love to speak on this because the prophet Bob Jones released, you know, his wife released the, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the, the glory upon the United States just recently. And, and, and so many things happening, but we need to know what the heart of God is. Jesus Christ, he said, I came to make the two as one, the two men as one, the one new man. And that is, uh, you know, in his image, you know, grafted into, him, into himself, meaning the Jews and the Gentiles. And when we look at the age of the Gentile is about to expire, we see the Christians that are being destroyed. In the Islamic teaching, we see that the only two races that stayed on earth, you know, uh, you know, in the last days, are the Jews and the Muslims. The Christians are no longer mentioned over there. So the, uh, the, 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 the Muslims were launching war against the Jews, Psalms 83 and Ezekiel 38. We see what, you know, Islamism is right there in the core of all this, led by two states, specifically Turkey and Iran. You know, and so uh, when we look at all this and we look like, well, what is the purpose of God? God wished for everyone to come to repentance, not anyone to make it to hell. And the word of God says also in, uh, in Job 20, he said, by the cleansiness of our hand, we will lead them into righteousness. Meaning, as we pray for them and we lead them into the truth, we lead them into righteousness, we are the gatekeepers. You know, we are the one who go out there and reaches out to the Muslims. Today, we look, if we look at the Muslims, Islam is the slave master. The Muslims are the slaves. And so, therefore, they are, they are driven by that slave master to, to do atrocity and to do all kinds of things. Our job is to reveal to them the love of God, the truth of God, the heart of God. And today, God is having a special on Islam. You know, he's having special on Muslims, and they come in by the millions, not by the hundred thousands, by the millions. And so when we look at all this, why is God is reaching out to the Muslims? Because he made a deal with their, you know, father Abraham. Abraham is the father of Ishmael. And God says he will redeem him, and he will bless them. It is truly, it is the, if you look at Ishmael today, he is the prodigal son. Uh, you know, Jacob and Isaac still the owner of the house, and the Gentile grafted into Jesus Christ and become part of the, the the promise and the prophecies. But where does that leave the Muslims? Jesus says, "I am the way and the life and truth, and no one comes to the Father but through me." So He became a gateway for the Ishmaelites to come to know anyone that professed that he or she is a Muslim. And so, therefore, God is reaching out to the Muslim because He said in His book. Twice in the book of Acts and Jewel, he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, including those that they are under the promise, you know, my sons, because he said, out of your seed, I will bless the nations and the nations will be blessed by your seed, Abraham. So therefore, what happened is when we look at the Muslims, the prodigal son is coming back home. And who is, what home? His brother, his brother Isaac, who still is working around the clock, and he's trying to figure the way. But we see the father at the door. He said, 
you know, when he came in, he gave him robe of righteousness, signet ring uh, of authority, and royal priesthood, and, and a feast, a symbol of peace. So therefore, what happened, he marked the days, the Lord spoke about those days marking specifically. He said, while I pour out my spirit, he said, the moon will turn into blood, and the sun will turn into darkness, and this is what we know, the coming, the great day of the Lord. Well, what is the great day of the Lord? When he lifted his bride, and he blessed those who are with him. And so, therefore, when we look at Islam, he said that the old man will have dreams, uh, will have, uh, you know, dreams, and the young man will have visions. And so, uh, and he said, even the maidservant will have dreams and visions, male and female, meaning the maidservant of Abraham, her name was Hagar, and Hagar was impregnated by Abraham. So God is causing dreams and visions upon the Jews and the Muslims in the last days to show them who he is. And he said, at that time, he said, uh, he said he will return the heart of the fathers to their sons and the heart and the heart of the sons to their father in that in different scripture. So meaning God is redeeming the dreams and visions. Those who, 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 who saw the vision and those who had dreams, they are completed, the beginning and the end. Everything is coming all together in the last days. In the book of Daniel, it talks about this. When Daniel spoke to Nebuchadnezzar, he told him, he said, Mighty King, the Lord loved you so much that he showed you the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. So therefore, he said to him, that statue that you saw, the head was made out of gold, and this is you. And after you will come the Mede and the Persian, which is, you know, Iran, Iraq, you know, all this. And now we're seeing them congealing all together again and becoming, you know, he said, and then after that will come the brass, which is the, uh, the Greek. And then after that, you know, uh, the iron, which is the, uh, the Roman Empire. And then he said, in the last days, here on how I'm going to show you the marking of the last days. Look at the feet. It will be a mix of, of concrete, of, of, of clay, and it will be a mix of steel. So you go like, well, what does that got to do with anything that we do today? God is telling us we have crossed into the last days where the Holy of Holies, he said, his city will come on earth, will invade the earth, you know, for a thousand years. So when we look at this, we find out that Babylon proper was made right there between Turkey, Iraq, and Iran, and that was made out of clay, the image of man. But when we look at the Roman Empire, it was made out of steel, the image of of the, the, the Roman, they were led by the sword. Today, you know, the old, the old, you know, temple, which is Babylonian temple that was made out of clay, and the new one that is made out of steel, the EU, just built up the newest, the greatest, the biggest tower made out of steel to represent EU. And all of it is in the book of Daniel, all of it in the book of Revelations, all of it is right there. And so what happened is we see the clay and the steel to powers and their their uh their sign on uh, on their dollars and outside of their uh, uh power it's the harlot who is seated on the ox and so we see the harlot we see who is seated who is seated on the ox the ox is the world and the harlot is we see that is that is uh you know a, a nation and what she has in her right hand that the whole world was drunk by that that's what they pressed in the desert oil the whole world is drunk by oil because the harlot presses the oil every day. And so, therefore, there, there is a shaking that is coming about. And we know how the marking came about is when the millions of Muslims out of the clay system moved into 
the steel system by the refugees, which is called Hujra, which is in the month of Ramadan, which is the invasion of Islamism, where it went into the European. So now we see the two becoming one at the feet, you know, which is clay and steel mixed together. We are coming to a place right now. The fulfillment is about to finish. And God is saying, I'm bringing the Muslim, but who will go to receive them? The only thing that will stand between us and the Muslim is fear. The American people, the American church, are fearing the Muslims. Why they are fearing? Because they behead people. Well, look at what happened to our apostles. You know, you know, to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, and uh, for me and my house, we worship the Lord. It's choice. And so, therefore, if truly God is seated on your heart, then you are his bride. And therefore, death or calamity will not, you know, uh, charge you. Because you know who you are, your authority, and your character, and your identity. So now, all we need to do is reach out to the Muslims. And the only thing that the Muslims fear is the church woke up, and now they are not fearing the Muslims. Because the Muslims are coming to Christ by the million and ready for somebody to love them and reach out to them. And we created a methodology at Cool Ministries, how to reach Muslims in 60 seconds. You can reach any Muslim in 60 seconds. It is darn easy. It is so happening right now. And God is saying, whom shall I send? We cannot have fear. Remember the army of Gideon. He said, those with fear, send them home. And, and the second one, he said, those that they left and like dogs, send them home. Those that have no idea what war is and, you know, and they have no clue. But those that they are look and they are ready to go. This is the bride that God spoke about, the five foolish and the five you know, prune, you know, and they were filled with the authority of God for the last days. Today, God is looking at the infilling of his bride with the Holy Spirit and fire and power of his presence to make the difference because the church, I'm telling you, will not exit as lame church. The church will exit with glory of the living God and the whole world, you know, will know the difference after that because hell will be loose on earth. Amen. All right, you guys. How many of you are like taking all that in? You're gonna to have to watch this show over, just so you know. <laughs> you, need, you need to bring us to your city, you guys. You need to bring us to your city so we can speak those truths. Yeah. Well, tell everybody, Kamal, how you know how they can do that. You know, because I'm sure that that there are some people. I mean, I literally have listeners all over the world. So tell them how they can do that. Well, if you go to our website, www.kum, K-O-O-M-E ministries next word no spaces.com this is who we are and this is what we do let me show you it it looks like this Um, looks just like that Uh, and and that's our 800 number Uh, you can reach us there Uh, we we, we will be glad to talk to you i would love to come and visit with you would love to to share the truth and make it plain yeah, the camera unfortunately flipped that backwards, but we'll go ahead. I did. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead. It's we'll we'll link that though. Everybody can see your your uh your name in the banner. Anyway, I don't, I guess you can send people send them a message too. Yeah. So because because you know what that's that's um uh yeah because you know the, the churches that are talking about this it really bothers me. 
but uh, you know at the same time I can kind of understand in a to a degree but one thing I wanted to address though before um, before our time's up because it's like almost up already is the idea of God giving visions you know to to the men um, and you mentioned that that also to uh, the Jewish women is that what you said the handmaiden he's also doing that he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, even on the old man and young men, male and female. Okay, so you know, that's in Joel, right? Female. I'm sorry? That's in the book of Joel, right? That's in the book of Joel, and that's in the book of Acts as well. That's uh, in fact, Acts 2, you know, where Peter was talking, but he said, even on your maidservant, male and female, I will pour out my spirit. So why do you think, because uh, this is, I know, I know that I struggle with this, admittedly, but at the same time, I can tell you here on Periscope, one of the interesting things I've seen on Periscope is how God has brought together a whole bunch, uh, a community of real believers who all have different gifts. And I can tell you one of the themes that I've seen in a lot of the Christian broadcasters on Periscope is the emphasis on actually listening to the Holy Spirit, understanding that he's part of the Godhead that, you know, he, he is a person, not an it, which really irritates me when people say that, um, you know, and yet at the same time, I know in the Western mind, we have a hard time really embracing and believing that visions and dreams really do happen to Western people. <laughs> we, yeah. we see it, you know, so how, give us a tip on how we can overcome that block, because that's actually, um, for me, that's, it's, I believe it, but I don't believe it. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard for me to, to yes. really believe it because of the apostasy that's in the church too. And there's so yes. much, it's an apostate church. So, Well, the word of God declared specifically, he said, those that worship him, to worship him in spirit and truth. Right. And when we put the mind of Christ, uh, that is the spirit mind, uh, the, the, the mind of God through the spirit of the living God. Huh. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Brother Paul, I mean, uh, Brother Peter, he spoke about it in the book of Acts. He said, uh, when all this happened, he said, these people are not drunk, but they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if there's an infilling and there is, you know, how much do you want from God? How much do you want if, if it's, a relation, it's a relationship with God? It is, uh, I want the fullness for, uh, of him. I'm, I'm willing to do anything and everything. We limit God in many different ways, and we listen to doctrine and religion instead of listening to the Holy Spirit. And so these are places in the last days because the infilling of the Holy Spirit is the oil of the Spirit that fills our jars to take us into the coming. Not everyone will be raptured. That's only 50% will be raptured. The rest will be left behind. Why? Because we need to be in tune with the heart of the living God and the mind of God that is the spirit of God, where he said the breath of the living God. He mentioned it many times. He said, for, you know, he said for the law of the spirit, he spoke about many different things. It is not by my nor by power, but by my spirit. If he did not mean that, then he said, well, forget about this. You have to call me. You know, this is my 800 number. Amen. Get the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right, everybody, Kamal Salim, he's our guest today. Uh, KumMinistries.com, you can go there, K-O-O-M-E, Ministries.com, go there. Book him for your church, buy his books, and we'll be back here on our show. And I want to make sure you guys today.